You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's time. Time for silver and black today. To the ground game. Touchdown, Las Vegas! We're breaking down the latest Raider news from on and off the field and bringing you conversations with newsmakers and record breakers. So hold on, Raider Nation. It's time to get, get it, it on. Here's your host, Scott Goldbranson and Mo Moulton. Happy Wednesday, Raider Nation. Welcome back to Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. I am Scott Goldbranson, your host, and it is time for one of our favorite moments of the week or several moments of the week and that of course is our mailbag show thanks for being with us here this is where we take on your questions and comments answer them and have a little fun as well mo moton will be back on the show tomorrow after he's out taking care of his health he'll be back tomorrow uh, and then back on the mailbag show next week but i'm going to run through some mail today on the show get to your questions and comments a lot of opinions also talk about a little bit about some of the interactions I've had in social media around some of what's been happening with the Raiders. Of course, the big win last Sunday in Denver. Some people think it's a big win. Other people think it's terrible and they want their team to lose and I guess explode. I don't know what's going on out there, Raider Nation. I get the years of frustration. They add up and you get t- sick and tired of it. Uh, but uh, just not sure how people benefit from rooting against their team. But we'll get to that in just a minute. Uh, As always, we ask that you please subscribe to the show. If you don't already do so, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It doesn't matter where you listen, on Spotify, on Amazon, on Apple Podcasts, on Google Podcasts. Just click the link in our bio on Twitter at SNB Today, and it'll take you right to a page where you can subscribe. Do us a big favor, though. Make sure you put on the uh, auto download. That means every time there's an episode pushed, it's downloaded automatically to your account. uh, And we would appreciate that. It helps us out significantly with the show. We still rank third in the country, third out of all the NFL podcasts here on Odyssey, uh, the Raider podcast, just behind the Eagles and the Cowboys. So credit to you, Raider Nation. You guys love your Raiders and we appreciate your support of the show. Mo and I always humbled by that. So we we thank you. Um, I want to get into the questions right away. Oh, and also, We do put the show up on YouTube. If you don't subscribe there, make sure you subscribe, but you also have to hit the notifications bell. If you hit the notifications bell, then you get notified when we have a new video out. It makes it very easy for you. 
boom, it pops up when you go on the YouTube app. So please do that for us as well. And thanks for watching if you're doing there. Always, always great chat right over here uh, in the live chat as we premiere the show. So make sure you do that too. It's fun to jump in there most of the time. When the bots come in, we try to stop them as quickly as possible. But uh, Raider Nation is always fun to talk to. All right, we're going to jump right into our questions for this week. And we're going to start with Donald Bird. And Donald Bird says, hey, this is Donald. Happy about the win. Just wanted to make a comment. Alex Bars is god-awful. Love the show. Thanks, Donald. <laughs> so there's Donald. Not a fan. And it's interesting you say that because overall, the offensive line without Colton Miller in the Denver game played pretty dang well. I mean, if you look at even the last pass, the 35-yard touchdown pass to Devontae Adams to win the game in overtime— Derek Carr had just the time he needed to get that ball off for that route to develop uh, on the right side, the, the, the lower end of the field there, and it worked. So I I tend to agree with you about Alex Bard. Moe's has been Mo Moten, my co-host, has been very clear about his feelings. And yes, it's a work in progress there. They're just patching it together. And that was, of course, to me, one of the big failures of the the offseason and of the front office under Dave Ziegler was not addressing that. Remember, we heard Josh McDaniel say in camp and in the preseason that they were deep, that they liked what they had at offensive line. And then they cut Alex Leatherwood and they've had all these other issues. So, so again, it's a work in progress. It's not going to get better until they can get to the off season and make some signings there uh, as they kind of clear up this roster as we go forward. But Donald, thanks. And I understand again, I understand your point about Alex bars, but here we are. We just, we just saw, we just saw your team win a game. In a game in a season where they've only won two, think positively, man. Donald, we appreciate you watching and listening to the show, and thank you for your question as well. But that's what gets me is I'm I'm interested, and I'm trying to think back to my fan days, my football, my NFL fan days. And if my team was bad, did I want them to get a good draft pick because there was a player? There was, but I never watched a game on Sunday or on Saturday with college football, for example, and thought, well, boy, I hope they lose. I just, I, to me, that blows my mind, especially with how, how passionate Raider Nation is. I've never met a Raiders fan who I've heard says, hey, I want to lose. So it's just interesting. But the positivity coming out of the game, I get it. It's been a tough season. When you roll in two and seven, even when you beat Denver on the road, it's not as sweet because you, you, the, the end goal is different. It's not the playoffs because they're not going to make the playoffs this year. But... You got as I've been saying for two weeks, and some of you guys have been chiding me for it. You got to look at the positive things and come out of this game. I, I, I outlined it on yesterday's show here on Silver and Black today. I said, "Listen, Derek Carr looked better, okay." And I know those people who hate Derek Carr, he could cure cancer and you'd still hate him. So I'm not talking to you. But anyway, level-headed people, I'm talking to you. Played better. Defense won the game. That sequence in the end of the first half. If you didn't hear yesterday's show, go back and listen to that because I lay it out for you. And then third, Josh McDaniels, who has taken heat beyond heat. I understand it, and I don't disagree. I've been very critical of him myself and of Patrick Graham. But he showed me something in the fourth quarter. They adjusted the press conference the last couple days. You hear a lot more conversation about communication between the players and the coaches, including Derek Carr and Josh McDaniels, that when he talked postgame on Sunday about their conversations. He just gave us a little insight. And to me, that's really encouraging. That means the trust is developing. So just maybe 
it's just they got off to a terrible start and they weren't able to recover from it. But maybe now this is the corner that they've turned. I tend to think so. Uh, but again, I'm skeptical until they start showing me otherwise. One game is not enough to do that. You have to go beat Seattle now, I think. If they put together another good game in Seattle, then I might be willing to do that. I also, I got, somebody tweeted at me, some guy with four followers uh, tweeted at me about how fan radio, you, oh, it's easy to change your mind. Because I told Mo yesterday on Twitter, or on Monday it was, I think, on Twitter that, because he's been very, in the camp that they're not going to say goodbye to Derek Carr, whether it's trade or whatever. I've said it's probably, as you guys have heard on the show, it's probably best for both sides that there's an amicable divorce after the year. That was based on how Carr was playing up until this point. Now, yesterday, I got into more Twitter interactions about this, and I'm trying to explain myself here, which is my view of where Derek Carr at has, has changed, not my opinion that I still think at the end of the year they could be separated. But when you see a guy turn it on and 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 get back to form, I don't know where people decide, well, well, you have an opinion, you can't change it. Well, you, you have an opinion, you change it in one day. Well, yeah, it's not that, that you change your opinion, you change your thinking and say, well, if he plays like this the rest of the season, then, then yeah, there's a better chance that he returns. That was my point. But people don't want to see that. They want to give you a chide on Twitter. They want to dig at you, which is totally fine. That's, you know, when you're doing this, he also called us fan radio, which is incorrect. He's just a dumbass for that. But nonetheless, that's okay. You can change your opinions. The toxicity on social media is just really interesting. And even in the Raider fan base arguing with each other is, is interesting. And, and you don't change that until you start winning. And so unfortunately, I think it's going to be with us. All right, on to the next question. This is from Reggie Reed, Dallas, Texas. He said, it was good to see Carr play well for once. Is there a chance we keep Carr plus draft a quarterback high in the draft if we end up in, let's say, the top 20? Or excuse me, top 10. Uh, that's Reggie Reed in Dallas, Texas. Thanks for the question, Reggie. So here's the thing. Um, and this is where I was talking about my thinking shifting after the game in Denver on Sunday, which is if Derek Carr can play really well the rest of the way, meaning more like he did in parts of 2021. And the Raiders still finish in the top 10, although I think you have to be top five to get one of those good quarterbacks coming out this year. But if they were to be in that position, would they bring Carr back? If he's playing well, I could see them doing that because then you have the security blanket. Yes, you got to pay him $34.8 I think it is next year. Um, and a lot of people, well, that's too much against the cap. And I used to think that, but then I look through the cap Cap's going up. They could actually fit it in. Uh, and there has been some discussion that Carr is actually already willing to restructure his deal to stay in Las Vegas. Especially if he restructures his deal, then I could see the appeal of that. Uh, but we'll see what happens there. But yes, Reggie, I think they could do that. I think they have to do that. I think you have to start thinking now, you should have started thinking a year ago, about who your next quarterback will be. Because even if they keep Derek Carr, and I'm not saying they will, but if they do then he's got two more years, and then you're done. And then if you're done after that, you need the next guy to take over. And it is a quarterback-driven league, so you have to have somebody there to be able to take the reins and to be your quarterback for the next 10 years after that. You can't be short-sighted and just worry about Derek Carr. You have to go forward and think about it. Now, you could keep Carr and then get the younger guy to come in and develop. That's what you need to do. 
So if you do that, then you're in good shape. So, so yes, Reggie, I think they could really um, do that and figure that out uh, over time. So to me, that would be a good plan for the Raiders. So do I see Derek Carr back? I'm iffy on it um, and if it's the right thing, but I think after he played in Denver, if he plays like that the rest of the way, more consistent, comfortable, more productive, then, yeah, I see you keep him because quarterbacks in the NFL are not easy to come by. Ask the New York Jets who might have one or two losses if they had a quarterback instead of four. So it means a lot. You have to have the right guy. So we'll see what happens with that. All right. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back here on Silver and Black today, the mailbag edition on this Wednesday, we're going to get to more of your questions, including around Josh McDaniels. You're listening to Silver and Black today at Odyssey Original Podcast. I'm Scott Branson. Don't go anywhere, Raider Nation. We will be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, welcome back. Silver and Black today, the mailbag edition, Raider Nation mailbag edition here on a Wednesday. Tomorrow is Thanksgiving. Have a great Thanksgiving. If we don't see you or talk to you before then, we will have a new show tomorrow. That's Mo is returning tomorrow just in time for Turkey Day. That's right, Mo. So I'm sure we'll talk about some food. I know some of you only want to hear Raider football, and if you venture away from any of that and talk about your humanity, we hear it from you, and you talk about how terrible it is. Well that's the case, sorry, that's just the way we are, and you can go watch somewhere else. But otherwise, <laughs> we're good with you. But have a great Thanksgiving. I hope you guys enjoy family, friends, and loved ones uh, on this great holiday coming up tomorrow. All right, we're going to get back to the questions. Uh, here is Chris in Pensacola, Florida. He says, Josh McDaniels winning one game doesn't change anything. Fire his ass now. That's Chris in Pensacola. Again, Chris... I get it. If you don't like McDaniels and you don't think he's the right coach for the Raiders, fine. Totally cool. I can, hey, everybody's got their opinions. Uh, none of them are right or wrong because they're opinions. Okay. But you just want a game. You just want a game. You're still focused on firing the coaches after 10 games. I don't understand that because here's the deal. Number one, has Josh McDaniels been below? Even average most of the time this year? Yes. He's had trouble, I think, managing games with play calling and so on. We've talked about it ad nauseum here on the show. But if you think about the fact that when he was a first-time head coach, 32 years old, didn't do well, got fired. He's basically another first-time coach. He's learning on the job. Uh, the players have been cool to warm to the system and to him. I talked about this on the show yesterday with Trust. And so I think if you look at this, you have to chill. He's not going to get fired. I'm sorry to tell you. So you're stuck with him, at least for this year. 
and into next year. And we see what they do with the roster. Now, if they do something really great with the roster and they come on, great. But I thought, I, I, I keep saying it, and I know some of you are so entrenched in your feeling that he sucks and that you're entrenched in your feelings that the Raiders are going nowhere and that you're entrenched in your feelings that people can't change their minds or use new data to make informed views of what's happening. But the Denver game was a glimmer of hope. Is it a trend? No. <laughs> you got to string together wins if you're going to do that. Can they win two in a row? Can they beat Seattle? We'll see. But I'm not saying Josh McDaniels has earned the hearts and minds of Raider Nation by any means, nor should I say you should. That's why I told you, Chris, it's okay if you don't like McDaniels and you think he should be gone, but he's not going to be fired now. And again, enjoy the win. Jeez. This one week, and I'm not trying to, to, to call you out too much, my man. I appreciate you writing in and listening. But, but let's step back here a second. If Josh McDaniels doesn't win another game for the rest of the year, okay, problem. But I think they're gonna. I, I, I think this team turned a corner. Doesn't mean they won't get beat because I think there's going to be teams they face that are more talented. The Chargers, who lost to the Chiefs on Sunday night. The Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to run the Raiders. I really believe that. I, I, I understand the close game, in rivals, all that stuff, but I just don't think they have the talent to keep up with them. And if that's the case then you're going to have to deal with that. So, but here's the deal. Josh McDaniels isn't going anywhere. He showed some hope, and I haven't been a fan, but I would tell you, I saw in that fourth quarter from an offensive play-calling perspective a better job. So I'm going to give the guy credit. You might not want to give him credit, but that's just, hey, you can be an ostrich and put your head in the sand all you want. doesn't change the facts. Patrick Graham called a better game on defense. Now, of course, the Broncos' offense is terrible. So take that with a grain of salt. But that's, that's where I am with all of that. And I just think that um, you can't, even if you disagree with him being coach, you can't not give credit when credit is due. And I thought they turned a corner on Sunday in Denver, and we'll see what they do here in a couple days after the holiday in Seattle. Uh, but Chris in Pensacola, thank you so much for that. So that's Dallas and Pensacola. Now we go back out to Cali. Go back out to Long Beach, and this is Martin Dominguez. Martin says, hey, Josh Jacobs needs to be a Raider. What are the chances they franchise tag him, and would he play for a discount? That's Martin Dominguez in Long Beach, California, the LBC. All right, Martin. Um, so two things. One is, I get, I mean, Josh Jacobs having just an unbelievable year. Unbelievable. You got to love this guy running for your team. And I've heard, and I don't disagree at all, I've heard about his heart, his desire, his talent, of course, or he wouldn't be a professional football player. And then this idea that he's running with a purpose, and yes, he is. It's called money. Now, I'm not belittling what he's doing, because it's remarkable. And I think everybody knew he had the talent. It's just been, he's had trouble staying healthy in previous seasons. He hasn't played a full season yet, and he hasn't played a full season this season yet. But he hasn't been injured. He's been healthy, and when he's healthy, he's deadly. But the Raiders decided, based on previous seasons, not to pick up his option on his fifth year. So, yes, they can tag him. 
Will they for the maximum? I don't know. My head tells me no. They made that choice early on. Didn't matter what kind of season he had. Because you can always go get good run, good young, excuse me, running backs. As good as Josh Jacobs? Maybe, maybe not. His contribution to this team, I, I've been saying it for weeks. Without him, they don't have a win. Period. They'd be over. So I love what he's doing. I love watching the guy play. Um, playing for a discount does not exist. Now, if you're somebody like Derek Carr who signed his contract a little or lower than maybe some of the market value, that's primarily because that wasn't his first contract or his second contract. Derek Carr, God bless him, was already a wealthy man who set up his family for generations of wealth, just like his brother did. So with Josh Jacobs, he's only got his rookie contract. So this contract may be, especially for a running back who has much shorter career in the NFL than any other position, this may be his only other contract. So you're not going to take a discount. Why would you? Again, generational wealth. You have to take the best deal. Now, maybe the Raiders do. Maybe Dave Ziegler spends money. He likes to spend money. We saw it with Chandler Jones. But... Um, We'll see what happens with that. I just don't see him getting that kind of money from the Raiders with all that they have to do, right? They have to go get offensive linemen. They have to get defensive linemen, defensive backs, linebacker. I mean, there's so many needs on this team that I, I don't see them spending that money on a. Now, I'm basing that off of what the Patriots did because that's where Ziegler came from last year as did McDaniels, and they just don't seem to do that. Now, again, these are their own men, though. They can change their mind. Uh, and they did it with Devontae Adams, went out and got him, right, which was a brilliant move because look how it's turned out. But I just don't see them doing that. I don't see them tagging him. I don't see them uh, paying him a big contract, and I don't see Josh Jacobs, nor would I expect him to or think he should, take a discount to play anywhere. So I think the chances are greater that he's gone next year, but you never know. I don't think you should give up hope, but I also think from a business perspective, I don't know that it makes much sense, so we'll see. All right, on to the next one. Oh, by the way, Martine in Long Beach, thank you so much for your, your uh, email. We appreciate you guys sending that in. Um, also, I had a question here uh, from Benny. Benny is in Los Angeles, California, and Benny asks, if the Raiders do have a high draft pick because they have so many needs, if you were Dave Ziegler, would you consider trading down? That is Benny in Los Angeles. So, Benny, good question. Um, again, you know, the Raiders uh, are thinking about the draft already, as, as are you fans, because uh, they're only 3-7. and seven. So, so playoffs don't look probable. Um, not impossible. I think it's almost impossible. But, but yes. Uh, so, so your point, I think it depends where you are in the first round. Right now, the team sits at number four overall in the NFL draft if the season ended today. If the season ended today and you're fourth, I don't trade down because I think I could get a quarterback there. Um, and because in the top four, there's three good quarterbacks coming out this year in this class. It's a deeper class than that, actually. But as far as first-rounders go, there's going to be three, maybe just two. We'll see what happens with Will Levis down in Kentucky, who I've always liked, but he's kind of slipped off a little bit. Hooker hurt his uh, – he can't come out this year anyway, sorry – uh, but Hooker will come out next year from Tennessee. But this year you have Bryce Young, and, of course, you have C.J. Stroud, which I like C.J. Stroud. If you watch him in his accuracy, it's unbelievable for a kid uh, like that. So 
if they finish in the top four, the chances of them trading down, I think, are, are, are um, slimmer. If the Raiders rattle off some wins here, and let's say they finish middle of the first round, 10 to 15, 10 to 12, somewhere around there, um, I could see them trading down depending who is there and is willing to pay a price. Because I think the Raiders, if you don't get a quarterback in the first round, you're certainly looking for defense or offensive line help. And linebacker, cornerback, all that stuff. So to me, that's that's what I would expect. So if they could, if they're in that middle of the first round, yes, I could see them moving down. If they're at the top of it, I don't. Even though the top picks are a higher value, it just depends on where the board falls. If they can get a quarterback there that'll be your guy after Derek Carr, then I say they don't. But you never know. It's all crapshoot, right? So you have to see how that goes. Um, all right, Benny, great question there on the draft and what the Raiders may do, depending on where they finish. And they're not done yet. I mean, they could win three, four more games. You just don't know. Uh, and we'll have to see how it all uh, pans out after this coming weekend's game against the Seahawks. All right, we're going to take our second break here on the Wednesday mailbag edition, the Raider Nation mailbag edition of Silver and Black Today and Odyssey Original Podcast. When we come back, we'll get to the rest of your questions and then uh, we'll be out of here until tomorrow. I'm Scott Branson. This is Silver and Black. Today, stay right where you are. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Silver and Black today, the Raider Nation mailbag edition. On this Wednesday, we are in the 23rd day of November. So welcome all of you out there. If you haven't listened to the show before, if you haven't subscribed to the show, please do me a favor. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Also head up. You can watch us and take part in the live chat on our YouTube page. When the video is premiered, guess what? We have a huge conversation going on there. Mo and I jump in there. All of you are in there. It's a great time. We discuss the matters of the day in Raider Nation, and we certainly appreciate it and would love to see you in there. Uh, also, do us a favor and make sure you follow us on Twitter, SNB Today, as well as follow me at LV Gully. You can also follow my broadcast partner, Mo Moton, M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. Mo will be back tomorrow. His first show in a couple weeks as he's been getting better, dealing with some health stuff. Uh, but he is doing great, and he is raring to get back in there. He's got a lot to say, and I can't wait to hear it. So we'll uh, be with you guys tomorrow on Thanksgiving. Yes, Turkey Day, my favorite holiday of the year. Yes, I love Christmas, and yes, I the guys will tell you I even listen to Christmas music during the summer. Yes, just I get a little bit here and there. Um, but uh, I love Thanksgiving, not only because of the football, but because of the food, the family, the purpose of Thanksgiving, uh, being thankful to God for all we have. And I certainly am thankful for all of you, really, seriously. The, the audience we have here at Silver and Black today is fantastic. So thank you for being with us and thank you for your support. Uh, all right, we move on to the question. We have a question from Lisa in Las Vegas. And she says, hey, question. I was at the game last week against the Colts. Uh, it was sort of a chilly day outside, but... Uh, it wasn't very cold or windy. Why don't they open the Lanai doors at Allegiant Stadium? Again, that's Lisa in Las Vegas. Lisa, I don't know the answer to that. It's really interesting because they built those doors and they've never had them open for a game. Now, 
If I'm the Raiders, I get it. Because listen, from a kicking perspective, if there's any breeze coming in, okay, it could impact kicks. So I'm going to go on a limb. I can't get the Raiders to give me an answer, but I, I'm going to go on a limb and say, as great as those windows are, and it was kind of cool to do that, I don't think the purpose was ever to have them open for football. For a concert, for a soccer event, where you're less worried about wind, then I could see that. And I think that's the answer, really. I think the answer is they don't want to impact the kicking game. Daniel Carlson's one of the best, if not the best, kicker in the NFL. And so you, you have the conditions under control. And so you know, living in Las Vegas, as I did twice, you get some of those big windstorms, especially during the fall and winter time, uh, that could impact the kicking in the, in, inside the, inside the uh, uh, stadium. So to me, that's why. I think that's really why they don't open those doors or they won't. And I have not been to Allegiant Stadium for a concert. I've only been there for Raider games. So you'll have to tell me if they open those during concert. They might not either with that because of the sound. Now, there's not obviously it's an industrial neighborhood around there. There are some hotels obviously across I-15, but maybe it's a sound issue. I don't know what. I, I will continue to ask Allegiant Stadium, and I just noted that. So I'm going to send out my three times a year request for why they don't open the doors and see if they get back to me uh, and see what's going on and why they don't do it. But anyway, it's a very good question. I know Allegiant Stadium, you know, things are evolving there. Anytime you have a new building, it takes a while to get things working. And, and now they've had a couple seasons, I think, to, to, to kind of get into things. I'd love to hear your guys' experiences, though, uh, on, on Allegiant Stadium, what you love about it, what you don't like about it. I've heard nothing but great things from everything from the food and drink. I, mean, I know the prices are high, that's all. But, but everything else you guys love about Allegiant Stadium, and I know it's starting to get more of the Raider Nation feel to it as time goes on, which is really good. Um, it's nice. At first, I know a lot of people thought it was kind of sterile. It didn't feel like a Raider game. Now it's starting to do that, even though they haven't been winning. So imagine when they start winning. I can imagine the traditions and whatnot that'll start. And I know the tailgating culture there, while not the same as it was in Oakland, is getting better, uh, including our guys at Raider Dad, the great charity out there. They do one every week as well, so it's really cool. Um, We'll, uh, we'll get to that uh, another time as well. But all right, we got one last question here on this show, uh, this Raider Nation mailbag show on a Wednesday. And that comes from Rick in Las Vegas as well. Rick wants to know, hey, Max Crosby doesn't seem to get enough national attention. Do you think he's legitimately a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year? Love the show. Thanks for listening. Hope to see you in Las Vegas. Thanks, Rick. I appreciate that very much. And the answer is yes. I mean, look, Max Crosby is putting up godly, ungodly numbers. And if you look at the, the national media and how they report about Max Crosby, the Raiders have been losing, so it's been hard. If, when you're on a winning team, certainly everything is magnified. But when you're losing, things can get muted. And I think Max Crosby, when he's on TV, now he'll have a couple other chances. There's a Thursday night game the Raiders are on later in the season, also a Sunday night game. The Raiders will have a chance to showcase him. And is he... Absolutely a candidate for Defensive Player of the Year. He has been unreal, and I think that along with Josh Jacobs, the, 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 clearly the MVP on the defense. There's no question. I mean, you can't even do that. And, and, and Josh Jacobs on the offense. Those two, Without those two guys, I don't know where this team is. And Max Crosby, sometimes his contribution goes a little unnoticed because when you're on a defense that gives up you know, four 17-point leads and loses games— People forget about you, not because it's his fault. And in those games, he played excellent. But you can't, 
overshadow a team completely failing and losing a game and then go from there uh, and, and, and get a lot of pub, right? But I do think nationally, if you, I mean, Brian Baldinger on his Twitter account constantly breaking down Max Crosby video to talk about how good he is. And everybody else does too. So I think, I think Max Crosby's there in that conversation and, and should have a good shot at it. But again, I think what hurts him is being on a losing Raider team. So we'll have to see what happens. But uh, to me, it's well worth it to, to, to pump that up. So anytime you get a chance to talk about Max Crosby, do it. But I think if he, if he can perform and the Raiders can perform well on those two late season national games, the Thursday night game on Amazon and the Sunday night game on NBC, then that'll help him significantly. I mean, it's just the way it is. Prevailing thought, media attention, all that kind of stuff. If you can do that, then I think you have an opportunity to, to bring that home as well. But uh, we certainly appreciate your question, Rick, and shout out to all my folks in Vegas and hope to see you guys out there very, very soon. All right, we're going to wrap up this mailbag show. First of all, though, we want to make sure you send in mail. I want positive. The Raiders won. So I know next show will be after the next game next week, after the holiday and everything. But I hope they win, and I hope you send me some positive stuff. But I love the questions. Even even the stuff, I give you guys crap, but, you know, I love you sending in things. So even if you're negative, it's okay. We'll listen to you. That's what this is all about. I'm not here to select only the positives. If you got negative, if you got problems, if you have uh, observations, please feel free to send them in, and we will certainly talk about them here. Next week, Mo will be back on the Mailbag Show as well, uh, so we'll get to all your questions there as well, but you have to send them in to us. And how do you do that, you ask? Well, I will tell you right now. That is, you mail us at mail, M-A-I-L, at silver and black today. I'll spell out and in the middle, silver and black today. Dot com. That's mail at silver and black today. Send that to us. We will get you on the air uh, and talk about your questions and, and the good ones. We, we really enjoy them. They come in all the time and uh, we try to get to as many as we can in each show and keep the show to a length that you can listen to on your commute. So there you go. All right. For Momo and I am Scott Branson. We will talk to you tomorrow on Thursday. We're going to look ahead at not only the Raiders game on Sunday, but also the Thanksgiving Day action that you're going to be watching as you listen to the show uh, and we'll also get caught up with Mo and uh, and talk a little about Derek Carr, talk about Josh McDaniels, and the rest of the news, any roster news or any information coming out of uh, Raider uh, headquarters in Henderson this coming week as you get set for the Thanksgiving holiday. All right, for everybody here at Silver and Black Today and Odyssey, we appreciate you very much, and we will talk to you tomorrow. Take care, everybody.